0: Welcome to Let's Get Twi-Harted, harder Chapter 8, Footnotes. Um, this is your host, Jeff. Uh, it is a rainy Tuesday morning, um, the Tuesday before you are listening to this. Huh. I apologize for rain. It is infrequent yet heavy. Um, yeah, it's odd. There will be periodic... Periodic moments where my volume will increase as I shout over the rain. <laughs> uh, I was in the shower today, as I often am every morning, where a lot of my deeper thoughts happen, and I was trying to think of what what should I talk about? What, what should I talk about for this footnote? These chapters are just, they're not having super duper significant events or, like, themes or anything. They're just kind of... We're just kind of plodding through, uh, the the Edwardless time right now in the book. Um, and I almost... I almost wish I didn't know where the books go. Because I know Edward's coming back. And I know that she ends up with Edward and, you know, vampires and Jacob and the vampire baby and all that... Fucking dumbass shit. I, I I know that's happening. But I, I I I I wish that I could like forget that and not know what's coming because it's at this point in the book, at the end of chapter eight, I th- I, I personally feel as then anyone who would still team Edward needs a psychiatric evaluation because he's in comparison this, this this relationship with Jacob that they are obviously, and by they, I mean Stephanie Myers, obviously, like just there is no doubt in my mind that these two not only are going to end up as a couple, but should. That is, like, the fucking direction they are sending this book. Um... Like, I... I am... I'm team Jacob all the way as of the end of chapter 8. And I, I know that he gets all, like, macho and distant or something when his wolf power puberty hits or whatever. Um... But as of, as of right now, as of chapter 8 of this book, Edward has been super distant because he's so dangerous, guys. He's so dangerous. Don't even look at me. So dangerous. Uh, and he leaves, and she gets all fuck, broke the fuck up about it. And then her, her life is a murky soup of depression and pain and throbbing and throbbing open holes that until this she finds Jacob a childhood friend who's now getting all who's who's won the genetic lottery and is getting all beefy and manly um he's super nice to her he genuinely cares about like what her the goings on in her life he is literally there for her when she feels no one else is even though that doesn't really appear to be the case and the the book is constantly adding in like oh Jake did you know that you're kind of beautiful and oh Jake really has changed over the last year and this, this fucking uh, age game they're playing where you know oh yeah he's younger but you know he gets so many theoretical years for knowing how to what a wrench is and she loses a few years because she falls down a lot and all this just fucking stupid arbitrary shit that Tina you know I, I gotta remember remind myself that they are like 17 and 18. So they're fucking dumb because kids are dumb. So I could see two two kids where the, the the man is younger playing this stupid ass age game to justify to themselves and the world that they can fit into uh you know heteronormative society norms where you don't know the, bo- the boy is older because that's the way the TV says it works I remember this one time when Bob Saget got really upset on Full House because his girlfriend was two years older than him so that means that it is bad that when a lady is the older one like that. that's the only, that's that is the- where this fucking age game comes in. Uh, and granted, I get it, in your teens, a year difference can actually be significant. But I'm two years younger than, uh, my partner, Aislinn, uh, a year and a half, whatever. Uh, and I- we have not seen a significant effect of that. Um, she has a few more cultural references than I do. But that's about it. Oh, the rain has decided that it wants to take... It wants to have its its voice heard. But, yeah, at this point, like, the book is so heavily pushing the fact that Bella and Jacob should get together. Um... I I really wonder what I would be thinking if I didn't know where the books go. Because at this point, at this point, it seems as though they're going to get together. But we don't know Jacob's a werewolf yet. So it just seems like this is a a sequel to a book where a a girl dated a vampire, and now she's just going to go date a Native American boy. Like, that that seems to be, like, a, a real... A, a real different, a real turn in the series, uh, like, and I mean, I guess, I guess, I wouldn't be expecting her. I, I, I should, even if I didn't know where the book was going, expect Edward to come in and sweep her off her feet or something. Um, definitely not expecting that werewolves are coming in. Um, there are some real heavy-handed foreshadowing um but I I think that I don't know if I would have exactly picked up on it if I didn't know again exactly where the series is going (laughs) so uh someone's laying concrete in this rain that sucks anyway so I don't know if I really had a point in that in my in my snapshot of where the book is right now. Um. It is a no fucking brainer. That Bella and Jacob should be together. There's there's heavy innuendo. They like each other. Like as people. Um. She isn't under some sort of fucking. Uh. Vamp- vampiric glamour. Or anything like that. She isn't like under a pheromone uh, spell. Uh. As, as she is with Edward. Like. Like, really, the only, the, the, the factor that creates Bella and Edward's relationship is the fact that he likes her. Because everyone likes the vampires. No one dislikes them. The, they They are all, they, girls want them, guys want to be them. Even the pretty lady ones. It's, like, there's no, Bella, Bella's existence in Edward and her relationship hinges on the fact that he uh, is infatuated with her. No! it Hinges on the fact that he can't read her mind. That His vampire superpowers don't work on her. That is the reason they are together. Because she was infatuating to him. He could literally have anyone he wanted. So her... It... She has no power in that relationship at all. Her power in that relationship comes from she smells different and he can't read her mind. Just passive traits. But in this Jacob and Bella, I can't believe I'm spending so much time talking about this. Jesus Christ, I'm a 28-year-old man and Twilight hasn't been relevant for like three years. But anyway... (laughs) Like, Bella and Jacob, like, have a mutual respect for each other and, like, care for each other and, like, have built a, a relationship by doing things together and, like, sharing experiences like humans do. <laughs> it's... Uh, just the fact that the pasty motherfucker is going to fly in on a motorcycle wearing a leather vest... Pull down his aviators and be like, "Hey, up on, babe," and that's gonna be it. And I mean, I've got a feeling that Jacob's gonna turn all douche, bro, when his his vampire puberty hits, and I'm gonna hate both of them. So whatever, essentially. But (laughs) as of as of. Chapter eight. I am so Team Jacob right now. You guys, you don't even know. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening to Let's Get Twyharded. Harder footnote chapter or chapter eight footnote. Team Jacob, uh, this has been Jeff. Uh, I appreciate you listening. Uh, Please check us out on VampiresA2Z.com. That's VampiresA2Z.com. From there, you can get to us on iTunes, where you can rate, review, subscribe. Uh, You can also get to our Facebook page, where you can like it. Um, I'm going to be making a concerted effort to be a little more active on that. And uh, share us with your friends. If you think this is funny, if if you're enjoying it, uh, share us with your friends. And I promise you, we are still working on publishing the first uh, book uh, in an audiobook format so that you don't have to sift through old episodes of the Popular Outcast podcast to to listen to it. Um, Yes, (laughs) thank you very much again. Thank you.